Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday role-playing game. In this case, I am running the hardcover adventure Scarlet Citadel, a 5th edition adventure written by Kobold Press. This show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of things like the City of Arches Sourcebook, Uncovered Secrets Volume 1 and 2, a dedicated Discord server, the monthly Patreon Q&A, a whole bunch of exclusive adventures and much much more you can find a link to that down in the show notes below and to the patrons of sly flourish thank you so much for your support oh thank the gods we got out of town i am really not great at running towns i lose a lot of ability to kind of keep the pacing of the game going you want to give players time and options to do things in town to talk to npcs to learn stuff to upgrade their gear to have conversations and all of that but the the unstructured sort of open-ended nature of a town is a has continues to be a challenge for me and it was a challenge when i was running this however it all worked out the they went back and talked to zula so I had some oddities because I had a player who wasn't there for a couple of weeks, but her character uh, talked, had had, had an offline conversation with Zula the witch who had been betraying the characters to Immortal the Base, one of the other villains, by tracking them, by, by telling, by spying on them and giving information to Immortal the Base. It turns out they're half-sisters and Zula is afraid of Immorta and Zula didn't really think that what she was doing was actually having any kind of effect until she saw that demon assassins tried to kill the characters in the middle of the courtyard. So she was like, okay, obviously I'm doing something. So she spilled her guts to the characters. She spilled her guts to, to Mez. Mez is, and Mez is not the sharpest knife in the drawer. So Mez is like, I don't even really know what you're telling me, but it doesn't sound good. So Mez went to run to go help the characters. But by then the characters, the other characters had already fought the demon assassins. And so then they went back and talked to Zula, who was sitting outside, and she says, "I don't know what to tell you. Like, you know, it's it's wrong. I will I'll help you guys. I, my what my sister what my sister is doing is wrong, and she needs to be stopped. And I I lost I lost track of what I was doing. I lost you know I I, I went too far. And they said okay. And they said, well, now Immorta doesn't know that we know. So we now have this stone that tracks us. We can decide what to do. And they, so they gave it to Mikey. Mikey is the imp familiar of one of the characters and said, take it to Zobek. And Mikey grabs the stone. Mikey is the same imp who for a short time put on a headband of intellect and became far more sentient into what the characters were doing and was very upset. It was like, you send me in to die all the time. Like it was this great, like existential crisis that the, that the, that the imp had of realizing like how much the, the character who summoned Mikey was sending Mikey in to die and all of this stuff. And so anyway, but then they got the headband of him talked off of Mikey, who then became like a friendly imp again. Say, like, oh yeah, hey, how's it going, boss? And they're all like, yeah, but we know how you really feel. <laughs> like, you know, you're just 10 intelligence points too low to recognize how m- you really feel about all this. And so they, so they, <laughs> they gave Mikey the stone and said, take it to Zobek. And Mikey's like, okay, great, boss, and goes off. And they're like, Mikey gets to go on a vacation. Like, Mikey's going to be gone for like four to six weeks (laughs) running to Zobak. And Mikey's like, oh, thank the gods. Like, I won't be sent in to go poison monsters 10 times more powerful than I am, who then just grab me and beat me against the wall. (laughs) So so that was really funny. And now the character players out doesn't have a familiar for all this time. So I'm, I'm happy. 
So yeah, so they went they went back. So they they went around town. Mez got a new suit of armor. They they sent Mikey off with the stone. They, and then they gathered all their stuff and headed back to the Scarlet Citadel. And they decided on their way, we got to take care of that stupid necro, necrotech reaver that's guarding the back door of the Scarlet Citadel. So they went to the back door. They, you know, are wandering around and they realize like we can't see it. It's like a giant predator thing. It, it's invisible when it's not attacking somebody. And then suddenly it became visible through one of its darts through somebody that has a big spike chain through the spike chain through somebody and they're like oh my god it did 18 damage and so they're getting beat the, they beat it down they destroyed it then they had to heal and then they went back down the spiral staircase down to level three of scarlet citadel which is where the trollkin are and the trollkin who wasn't a big fan of theirs is now in charge of that area because brynjar the trollkin leader is wearing the headband of intellect that is has a sliver of loki in it and he is now running a circus outside of Red Tower as a way to kind of, I think he's trying to like build up some kind of, I don't know what he's doing, but he's trying to make a name for himself and build up sort of an army by, by becoming friends of the people of Red Tower. And I think he's going to be, I think he has political aspirations. I think he's going to be like the new deputy mayor the next time they go into town. And meanwhile, the characters are down there and they said, okay, let's go. So they, they, they then went down the, the main shaft and into level four, they battled a couple of bat swarms on their way. Then a Darrow saw them and then they chased the Darrow and they ended up in the main chamber of level four, which is where the illusion of Kamazots is and a lot of the Darrow are and one faction of the two Darrow factions are. So there are good ways to begin new adventures and bad ways to begin new adventures. There are some that are easy for you to run. And then there are some that are difficult and starting off in town after they've already had a fight in town previously is not a great way to begin your session because you're going to go straight into wandering around town. It's not, it's not fantastic. It's that same way. Like uh, one, one, one way that a, game doesn't start particularly well is when you yourself as the GM really don't know where things are going to go almost immediately after it starts. You can do a strong start. You have like an intro scene, but that intro scene only, you know, there's still like right afterwards, then they could go in any direction. And like, are they going to go in through level one? Are they going to go through level three? You don't know. But boy, it's really great when you end at a big confrontation, like showing up in the temple of Kamazots and you're like, now all I have to do is worry about the temple of Kamazots and the first hour to hour and a half of the game are already covered just with that one big important scene. And that's where things are starting off today, which is really great. So we're going to pull up a couple of things here. First thing we're going to do is get my, my notion notebooks set up, go to my Scarlet Citadel page. I do all of my game prep inside Notion. If you want to learn more about using Notion to do your game prep, there is a link about using Notion for game prep down in the show notes below. We are going to generate a new session planning template. This one should have my new fancy which NPCs are important uh, filter in it. 30 April, Sunday, Scarlet Citadel. So I've got my notes. And the other thing I'm going to pull up, because we're going to do a lot of work on this today, is Albear. Albear just announced that Albear Rodeo is going to be going into full production, no longer a beta, beginning in July. So that's interesting. And I will say, I'm going to talk about this on the talk show later as well. 
I was not enamored with Albert Rodeo 2.0 when they first put it out. And I was, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan. Albert Rodeo is my favorite virtual tabletop by far. And I used Albert 1 and I liked Albert 1 a lot. But I was like, I, I want to spend some time with Albert 2. And two things happened. When I first ran it, I found it to be kind of clunky and kind of difficult to use and it added a lot more steps than I was used to doing with Albert 1. And it kind of lost that edge of being able to be a good improvisational tool. To me, the best tools are the ones that you can use so quickly you can use them during the game when you don't even know you need it. And Albert 1 was that way and Albert 2 was not. And two things happened. One is I got far more proficient using Albert 2.0 because I used it a lot. And two is they streamlined a lot of stuff. And so both of those things came together. And now I only ever use Albert 2.0. I don't even bother to go to Albert 1. I haven't been to Albert 1 in months. And I'm very happy with the current state of Albert 2. And I bet you there are a bunch of things that would make my life easier in Albert 2 that I'm not even doing because I don't know how to do them yet. And there's some new tutorial videos that the people who run Albert Rodeo put up. And I want to go watch those tutorial videos because one of them is like Fog of War. And I think the Fog of War aspect is really good. So we're going to go to my Scarlet Citadel map. We are already down. I'm going to just get rid of all the cruft here. So this is the chamber. This is the characters came down this way from level three, then made their way around. And then this is where they came into the chamber of Kamazots. And there's a lot going on. You know, there's a lot going on in this chamber. There's a lot of different things that are happening here. So this is going to be this prepping this prepping this location is going to be a big one. First of all, I'm going to have to get some tokens ready. I have another tool that I use to generate tokens. And two is just understanding what the dynamic of this situation is going to be. But I yeah, so there's a, so there's a lot of things to do. So a lot we're going to be doing a lot of work in Albert Rodeo today. So let's go through our notes though. We have I think we have all six characters today. I think we we did our attendance. And it looks like we had all six. So we have six characters. We have Bart, a Gearforge bard diplomat, who is always trying to find, like, how do we be friends? Like, you know, if they could be turned, they could be a valuable ally. Bart is probably going to be instrumental in working with the Darrow down here against both sides. We have Dorn Greycastle, a shade fighter sorcerer. We can expand this window a little bit. Doop. Fighter sorcerer, former adventurer who's trying to have his body. He's trying to figure out where he needs to be. He died. He ended up here. His soul is now inside the body of another person named Potter. He doesn't really know, is he going to come back to life? Is he going to go down the river sticks and go to the afterlife? Like, where is he supposed to be? But probably walking around in a partly decayed, get worse and worse damaged body. Probably not where he wants to be. We have Garble, a mushroom folk rogue far traveler who is looking to bring their colony somewhere in the Scarlet Center. Where's the nicest place for, 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 for them to, to set up their home? And I think a fun secret will be the water in the southeast corner is full of decay, but also strangely well maintained. Proper acidic levels. And whatnot. What's the story about that? There's an Atiug in there. We have an Atiug down in the in the pit. And so I think Garble would probably be the one to notice. Like, there's water over there. And it's full of, like, beautiful algae and, like, nice, nasty decay. And I think there's some half-rotted bodies in there. But also the the, 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 the acidity, the pH level is exactly right. And and it's, like, it's well, you know, like, it's fresh. It's, it's fresh decay. It's not stagnant. It's, hmm... And then it is because there's an Antioch. That's fun. 
that's a fun thing to do. That's regardable. We have Mez, Room Sleth is their full name, he, him, who is a Frost Elf fighter parfumier who is basically trying to make sure that Potter's body finds a proper rest, but is also interested in restoring the energy of the ley lines, restoring the, 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 the solidity of the ley lines, which is now being disrupted by what's going on here. We have Sister Malarkey Jones, a tiefling warlock cleric noble. Malarkey is the one who has Mikey who went off with the stone for, for their adventures. I think it'll be fun to, it'll be fun to like on occasion, go see through Mikey's eyes and like find out what Mikey is doing. We might have to roll up some possible adventures of Mikey. In fact, let's do a new page. Let's try something. We'll try new sub page. Actually, what we'll do is we'll make a Mikey NPC page. I'm going to NPCs, go in here, and then we type, so adventures of Mikey the imp. And then we're going to ask our friend ChatGPT. And let's try Mikey is an imp familiar of Malarkey, a sorcerer and is, he, is she a sorcerer of the Weird Weaver, a god of chaos, of randomness in the D&D Kobold Press Midgard setting. Mikey is currently traveling to the clockwork city of Zobek about two weeks away. What are 10 humorous situations Mikey might find himself in when Malarkey looks through Mikey's eyes? Mikey throws a party for his imp friends while Malarkey is busy. Mikey accidentally gets drunk on a potion he found and starts causing chaos in the streets. Mikey gets lost in the city and ends up following the wrong person, leading to a comedic misunderstanding. Mikey tries to impress a group of imps by telling them about Malarkey's powerful magic, but ends up exaggerating to make himself look foolish. Mikey sneaks into a fancy restaurant and eats all the food, only to be caught and chased out by an angry chef. Mikey gets stuck in a trap set by some mischievous gnomes and has to use his wits to escape. Mikey tries to help Malarkey with a spell, but ends up causing a magical mishap that turns Malarkey's hair bright. I don't know, that one's weird. Mikey finds a cursed item and accidentally curses himself, leading to a day of wacky misfortunes. Mikey stumbles upon a group of humans playing a game of D&D and decides to join in, causing chaos with his impish antics. Mikey accidentally switches bodies with a cat and, and has to navigate the city while feline form causing all sorts of trouble. Eh, they'll, they'll do. Let's try, give me 10 more stories situations about mikey these should be set in the wilderness and along the roads between the town of red tower and the city of, Z of zobak fends off a pack of wolves mikey stumbles upon a group of bandits around has to talk his way out of trouble Befriends a group of fake creatures and helps them with a problem they're having see these this is the problem with chat gpt is this is your generic is that like you know, what trouble and which fey and what problem, right? This, this is why stochastic, you know, procedural-based AI things are not always that helpful. They come up pretty generic. Starts a forest fire, has to find a way out before it spreads. I like that one. Comes across a group of travelers who have lost their way and helps them get back on track. Hmm. Mikey, get, like, yeah, I kind of like that Mikey doesn't really know. And so... so. 
So Mikey is giving like bad directions to people. Mikey gets caught in a rainstorm has to find shelter before he gets too wet. Mikey discovers an abandoned cabin in the woods and decides to explore it only to find it's haunted by a vengeful spirit. Mikey meets a wise old hermit who teaches him a valuable lesson about life. Mikey discovers a hidden cave system has to navigate its twists and turns to find his way out. Mikey gets ambushed by a group of goblins. Eh, these are not terrible. So we got some adventures of Mikey. That's good. Mikey is going to be a current NPC. Okay, so that's fun. And we have Skrink Skibbers, Rat Folk, Wizard, Occultist, sacrificed in the altar at Zobek, and then was resurrected by the Weird Weaver to come and solve the, solve the issue of the Weird Weaver's bonds in Scarlet Citadel. So, strong start. Very easy. Kamazots says, kill them. I think we're going to have a big fight. During the battle, if the characters are doing well, Kamazots says, okay, stop now. Come to the altar. You may be useful to Kamazot needs. Confrontation with Kamazots is a big situation. So Kamazots is in the Tome of Beasts 1. Let's get the Tome of Beasts. Cold press. Tome of Beasts. Let's pop open a new window here. And go to my table of contents. And these are demons. Demon lords. Kamazots. So there's Kamazots. We will grab a screenshot of Kamazots. We will open that in preview. We will go to tools and go to, why is it not letting me remove background? Do I have to save it first? There we go, remove background. That's cool. And we save that. So now what we have is a transparent image of Kamazots. That's cool. And I am gonna grab another screenshot of that. Save that to desktop, then go to token stamp. Token stamp is a fantastic tool for making tokens. We are going to give it kind of a, it kind of like that grayish, that dark gray. There we go. And we download that. We go into our Albert Rodeo. We'll pop open a little token tray. We go into our Scarlet Citadel. This is where all the monsters for Scarlet Citadel are. Go into images, new image, and downloads. And we've got our Kamazots thing, but we have to do a little bit of transformation on them. We're gonna make them big, and we are gonna give them give them a nice big title, give the token a name, a name, and we hit save. So now we have a cool Kamazots token. And where'd it go? We're gonna put it into the did that work? That didn't work. Drag that over to our Scarlet Citadel folder. And we go boop. And we have a cool Kamazots Demon Lord of Bats. Perfect. Like I said, we're going to be doing a lot of work in Token Stamp and Albert Rodeo because we also, let's take a look at the adventure here and go to that section and see who's in that chamber. But there's a lot of people in that chamber. So we're probably going to grab this bat. I want a bigger version of that bat. Oh, let's see here. Get rid of the table of contents. And if I zoom in, there we go. I'll get a nice big. You want to give like nice big images. This will change the border a little bit. I usually try to give the border, make the border. First of all, token-wise, I really like... Can you drag and drop? No. Crap. I really like doing close face shots because they make the tokens far easier to see. If you do like the full body, like I can't tell what the hell that is. I don't know what kind of bat that's going to be. So we're just going to do a generic. We're just going to call it a bat. And I need probably three different kinds of Dara. Let's just... Since we have it handy, let's see if we've got Darrow here. I saw Darrow. 
That one's pretty badass. Look at that guy. Darrow Shadow Anti-Paladin. It's got that kind of blue tinge going on. So that's cool. Is there no other Darrow? I know that Tome of Beast 2 has some other Darrow, so let's go to Tome of Beast 2. That one's good for like a generic Darrow. That one's cool for like a, I don't know, some other kind of Darrow. You want to have like a, a few. I'm surprised that there's so few Darrow in here. I thought there were more. How about Tome of Beast 3? That guy's cool. No more pictures of Darrow. The Scarlet Citadel have pictures of Darrow in it. There's that fire breathing. We, we need him. Got to make a lot of tokens. No. Let's just take a look down in the monsters and see if there's any down there. Nope. All right. One last place we'll look is Creature Codex. I don't know why. Cobalt Press loves Darrow. Oh, that guy looks awesome. She looks awesome. Okay. So now we go back to our... And you can make tokens really fast uh, when you have all the images already laid out and stuff. And I think that's all the ones I had. So then, so I now made a bunch of tokens and now I can upload all of them at once. So I can go here, new image, and I can grab all of those. And look, I got six, bunch of new tokens. I don't think I duplicated anybody. No, look at that. Cool. I'll rename them and stuff later. I don't really have to worry about it. But that is, now I've got a bunch of tokens using token stamp. I will stick these all in here, keep myself organized. These are all the tokens that I've set up for this game. I probably don't even need all this stuff anymore. Some of these are just plain wrong. So cool, bunch of Darrow. Okay, so now let's take a look at the adventure and see what's actually in that room. And then I can decide if I want to do what's in that room or if I want to change things. Bat three. Immense Cavern is the heart of Kamazot's cult. The temple is the priest's inner sanctum, but this is their cathedral. 90 foot, blah, 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 blah. Great big thing. I already read this flavor text. At the edge of the south end is a 10 foot cavern. Oh, I need an Atiug. I guess we'll just, we'll go to D&D Beyond for our Atiug. Where do we get to brown? How do we get, I'm going to brown one. There we go. You can see that like it's fat, it's almost fast enough to be able to build tokens on the fly. I have done it. It's a little clunky. But I've definitely done it where, let's see, actually, I need to edit that guy, don't I? Because he's big. I wonder if he has a name. If not, he should have a name. And we make him invisible because he's down in the water. Cool. Oh, let's go back to Scarlet Citadel. Ten foot above the cavern floor, there's a big hole through which the turquoise stream flows, drops 50 foot to the Black River. The hole is centered over a spot near the entrance of the Golden Pyramid Chamber, area 505. So you can go down to the Golden Pyramid Chamber. That would be interesting. That would change things. A lot of verticality. A lot of verticality in this section. I think you can actually go from level one to level five in very fast order. You go down the charnel, you go down the, the oubliette in level one. That takes you to the Atiug pit. Then you avoid the Atiug, you run across, you avoid all the stuff that's in here, and you drop right down this pit, and you get all the way to the river. <laughs> and you can skip. It's a one big shaft that takes you all the way down. That's that's pretty that's pretty bananas. Fetid pool filthy is filled with an Atiug. Into the fray. Face one drawn-out battle in this cavern. The foes consist of Darrow, the Gil, Gilsphere, the Darrow Speaker in the Darkness. So that's the main guy. The Dragonborn Gladiator is there. Six Darrow Pariahs, two giant vampire bats, four flame eater swarms. What's a flame eater swarm? That was which book is that from? Hey, look at that. Handy, handy, handy me. It's they're bats too. I don't know if I want multiple kinds of bats though. That seems like a pain in the ass. But I like the idea of a flame eater swarm. 
That's different than their normal giant bats. Four flame eater swarm, six saber tooth bat. Look at all the bats. Two giant vampire bats, six saber tooth bats. Optionally, you can add a few Darrow Shadow Anti-Paladins if the Darrow need more firepower. Overwhelming for force against four six-level characters. This is why this battle should be broken into two or more waves. In the initial battle, throw half to two-thirds of the force at the characters. When the heroes are on the ropes or when the monsters suffer a debilitating loss, such as the death of Gilsphere, the monsters break off. But So that's if you are doing the big battle version of this. Your goal at this uh, delicate balance, your goal at this stage is to steer the characters away from a battle and towards a role-playing encounter. After the carnage in the Dwarven Barracks, they may be keyed up for endless bloodletting. This is another situation. When the characters arrive, interrupt a worship service. Two dwarf-like creatures, the Dara Pariahs, the giant back of the illusion created by Gilsphere, is positioned in the Sanctum. So I think I'm going to do a mix of both of these, right? I'm going to have Gilsphere, who's this guy. We're going to throw him here. Actually, what we're going to do is modify his token. And he's a Darrow speaker, right? So we've got him. And I think, so he is going to be speaking through this. And I think we're going to do some waves. Darrow Pariahs. Let's take a look at the Darrow Pariah. What am I doing? So they're low CR2 guys. Do I don't know if I have in my monsters, do I have a Darrow Pariah? I have a Darrow Guard. What's Darrow Guard? That's a low. Yeah, I do have a Darrow Pariah. Okay, cool. Already statted up and ready to go. So which one of these tokens are going to be the Darrow Pariahs? I think this guy looks like a Darrow Pariah. I lost his name. How do you spell Pariah? Okay. So we're going to have a bunch of Darrow Pariahs. Oh, so let's do our Deadly Encounter benchmark here real quick. So we have, there's six level. There are six of them. That's 36, 18. So we can do 18 CRs is the where we're in the red. Darrow Pariah are two. So they could do, in one encounter, they could do nine of these. I think we'll do six. So we're going to have a bunch of Darrow Pariahs. Yeah, I'll do a couple more. We'll do a couple that are closer, a couple further away. We're definitely going to have some people get charmed. I don't think I'm going to bother with Darrow guards. I think we are going to un... We're going to pull these out of the holding pattern. We no longer need Necrotech. I'm just cleaning up my monster list here. We can remove that. I don't know why I had all these Necrotech guys here. I'm not even sure this is for the same... I think I had these in the wrong list. Yeah, I have them in the wrong list. This, this is my Empire of the Ghouls game. Don't need bandit centaurs anymore. Way too many monsters in my list. The rest of these I think are correct. So what else are we gonna have down here? Probably some anti-paladins. So what are the anti-paladins like? They are challenge rating fives. They look tougher. Yeah, so what are they? Let's take a look what anti-paladins look like. These guys could be good anti-paladins. This guy looks like a good anti-paladin. I like this guy. We're going to make this guy an anti-paladin. I don't even, that might actually be the anti-paladin. I don't think it is. How come I can't edit it? Why won't it let me edit it? It's so weird. Why is the edit button was hidden behind the other one? That's weird. I like the name anti-paladin. That's cool. And those guys are CR fives. And we said 18 was the threshold. So four of these guys would be potentially deadly, especially in a wave. So we are going to, we'll drop three of them. And then we had a bunch of bats, right? I think we're going to stick to one type of bat. So giant vampire bat is a CR2, 60, has one bite attack and grapples. So we have giant vampire bats. What was the, that was that other kind of bat? Flame eater swarms. And I'm not going to worry about that. I think we're going to just do giant vampire bats. And they are CR2s. 
They only got one attack. They are large. So let's let's see, let's delete that. And make that a double. We'll throw three of these things out there. And there could be as many as four. That's pretty great. Right? You walk into that room, you're like, oh my god, this is awful. And the goal is that the giant bats will try to grab people and drag them back into the chamber and then drop them where the Darrow then devour them. And the idea is that this is all like Kamazot stuff. So that that's like a fight and a half. Then I think once the characters have like battled through like half of this, I think at, at a point of my decision, point of my choosing, that Kamazots would be like, wait, I may have need for you. And then it goes from a battle into a dialogue. I think that makes sense. We'll see what the characters do. They might also charm people. There could be, there's other shenanigans they might do. So, so we'll see. But that's really our first start. Do I have stat blocks for all these? I have the giant vampire bat. I have, we're going to get rid of the swarm of bats. I don't need that. What, what's the deal with a saber tooth bat? Nah, if I got giant vampire bats, I don't also need saber tooth bats. Got the, 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 the pariah, the dement. What is a dement? I think the dement is in another. So CR3s, but I think they're on the other side. Mind Rot Thrall, Werebat. I don't think I need a Werebat. Anti-Paladin, Speaker, the Witch, the Gladiator, and we don't need a Shriek Bat. CR9. What the F is this thing? Tome of Beasts 2. I think I added this in when I was just like, hey, what are all the bats we could do? That thing's monstrous. Huge monstrosity. What if the Shriek Bat... So one idea I have is like, you have Kamazots, but Kamazots is actually an illusion. And Kamazots is not going to be down the pit. Kamazots, Kamazots is going to be up here. One thought is that Kamazots could actually, they, they could have like, they could have a Shriek Bat. Look at the size of that thing. That bat is huge. They could have a Shriek Bat that is the Kamazots illusion. Like the, 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 the Kamazots illusion is actually over, over top of a Shriek Bat. We could do that. I don't know if we're going to bother with that. We're going to ignore the Shriek Bat for now. I think I'm just going to pull it out. That's fine. Okay. Time is tight. So let's look at all of the NPCs. I can take some of these out. So I, I now set up this thing where I can essentially tag an NPC as a current NPC, and then it shows up automatically in my show notes. That's really handy. Don't need Brynjar anymore, because Brynjar isn't going to be around here. I don't need Gostov. They already met Gostov. I can remove him. Last Baskal is there. Thoas, Nightcaster, Warlock, White Skull, yes. Gilsphere, yes. Krugram, yes. Drakenzantz, yes. Mikey, yes. Les Baskalag, yes. Immorta, yes. Ushalux, maybe. Zula, probably not. I don't think we need Ushalux either. Conrad, Fornborn, Forgeborn, uh, no, because they're not in town anymore. Winslaw, Braz, no, because they're not in town anymore. Tymon, no, because they didn't even talk to poor Tymon. They didn't even visit him. He's down in the altar. So that now we've got our the NPCs. Are there any other NPCs that are down here? I don't think so, because the two big ones are Kurgaram and Gilsphere. I can make up any other NPCs based on like who survives what, but I think that that is probably that is probably good for now. So NPCs are good, monsters are good. Treasure, they've just got swarmed in treasure, so I'm not going to worry about treasure. I also think there's treasure in the book, so I'm not going to pay too much attention to that. Fantastic locations, so I have to worry about that because that is in the book. I got my you know scenes concentration with Kamazots and then negotiation with with Gilsphere, right? So secrets and then infiltration of the lair of Kurgaron. Yeah, the Darrow Acid Queen. So Gilsphere and his followers are fanatic worshippers of Kamazots. 
Gilsphere believes he speaks directly with the voice. What about Kamazots? Do I have my Tome of Beast 1? I do. Is this... Let's go back to my demon, my demon princes. Let's pull some lore. How come there is no lore about Kamazots? I think they did him up front, didn't they? Oh, line breaks. There's some lore about Kamazots. There we go. What other secrets? So, Kurgaram has thrown aside her worship of Kamazots and now believes there are multiple parallel worlds to explore. She's been imbibing in strange brew to see and explore these worlds. Both Kurgaram and Gilsphere fear Immorta. Both wish her dead. So they can, they both wish her dead, but not as much, not as much as they wish the death of the other. Darrow, Lord. Immorta has found, with, with Kurgaram's experiments, Immorta has somehow become impervious to damage. A Darrow, now a corpse, tried to stab her, and his blade turned to ash. She had not a mark on her. The power of her icosahedron keeps her completely protected. Immorta's icosahedron doesn't exist in the other world. One who travels there using one of Kurgaram's potions can face and defeat the debased mage. Immorta summoned demon bodyguards and pushed them into the other world. Protect her from Kurgaram's treachery. One more secret. Any other secrets here? I think we have the same one that Immorta's icosahedron requires the removal of several powerful entities lurking in the lurking around the tributaries the lurking around the, the black river and i think we've came up come up with four if we go to our npcs those four include shoggoth the chain thing lagfell i guess just three yeah lagfell the chain thing shoggoth and Amorta herself yeah shoggoth the hierophant lagfell the chain thing and Immorta. So does that make sense? So so basically the idea is that they have to, there's three other powerful creatures that they have to hunt down and defeat in the river below. I think I'm going to, one of the things that I want to do, so I got, I got, yeah, I think everything else is pretty well set here. One of the things that I want to do is give them a quest to get level seven. So quest for level seven. And that is what? Defeat Kurgaram or defeat Gilsphere and recover the potion required to face Immorta. I think that's the quest. So that'd be, that gets them to level seven. They need to get to level seven. They've been at six for a long time. And then they'll get to, then level eight is defeat Immorta, which remember defeating Immorta requires defeating all three of the other entities. So that's four creatures they have to beat to get to level eight. And then level nine is defeat Gellert. 
So they'll be eighth level at the end of this adventure, basically. They'll get to ninth right at the end and recover the third icosahedron and then recover the fourth icosahedron. I guess it's seal, seal the third. So they don't actually have to defeat Gellert. That's just a side thing. But that's the, so that's a quest. Recover the, I guess the quest to keep it simple is recover the potions required to face a Morta. Acquire the potions required to face a Morta. That is a level seven quest. When they get to that, they achieve level seven. So that they've got, you know, they got plans for the future. So I think, I think we're all set. It's going to be a hell of a battle in this first battle. We're going to see how that goes. And most of the time is going to be taken up with this whole first thing and then exploring these other chambers and things like that. So do I feel 100% ready to go? No, I don't. But I feel pretty good. I've got a good strut. I got a lot of monsters. It's going to be a hell of a battle. And the cool bit is if they're defeated, then that's okay because they'll be dragged into the altar room where they can they can meet with a guy and then he'll still say like, well, maybe you're worth throwing in a thing. So I've got, I've got a plan even if, if they're defeated either way. So that'll be good. But six characters, level six, six level six characters, they're, they're pretty tough. They, they've got a lot going on. I think there's going to be a lot of fireballs thrown around in this room too. So, so we'll, you know, I should keep that in mind because they've got that wand of, wand of wonder. All right, friends, I want to thank you all for hanging out with me today while we prepared for my game. If you enjoyed this show and you want more stuff like this, please consider subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter. It is absolutely free to sign up. You get a free adventure generator PDF and a weekly RPG-related article sent directly to your inbox. You can also become a patron of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive material, previews of upcoming stuff, previews of videos, dedicated Discord channel, the monthly Q&A. All kinds of great stuff for being a patron. Or you can pick up any of my books in the Sly Flourish bookstore. The links for all of that is down in the show notes below. Thank you all very much. Have a great day and get out there and play an RPG.